We are on part two of the Lord's Prayer. Last week we spoke about our Father in heaven. This week we are talking about an infamous phrase, Hallowed be thy name. The funny thing is, I don't think that this phrase was ever controversial or have been described as infamous until this year. It all started on Jeopardy. Host Mayim Balak was joined by contestants Shuresh Krishnan, Laura Blyler, and Joe Sieber. And in genuine Jeopardy fashion, the answer to the question was worded, Our Father, which art in heaven, this be thy name. Everyone was stunned to note that there was not an immediate response from the contestants. But what really shocked the world was that the time expired and no one had even ventured a guess. And of course, you and I know that the appropriate response would be, Hallowed. What is Hallowed? Hallowed. Here's a question for you. What is Hallowed? We are to acknowledge that the Lord's name is holy. After learning who our prayers are addressed to, our Father in heaven, this is the next part of our model prayer. Hallowed be thy name. We are to praise God when we pray. Now, something I find fascinating about this word hallowed is that many Bible translators seem to agree that this is the word to use in this prayer. I don't know about you, but that's unusual to me. Most of the time when you hop from one translation to another translation, the most important words are often the ones that change the most. Rarely ever is the same word used from one translation to another. At the very least, translators will put a synonym in place of an agreed upon word, but not this time. The most significant modern translations seem to agree that the word in the Lord's Prayer should be hallowed. By the way, how do you say hallowed? How do you pronounce it? I say hallowed. My wife says that she was raised to say hallowed. I don't know, maybe somebody gives some input on that. I just find it fascinating. What is this word saying to us? That God's name needs to be honored, revered, and set aside as being holy unto us. We are not to throw it around loosely, jokingly, as a curse word, or in any manner that would degrade his holiness. In our country, we enjoy what, what is known as freedom of speech. And whatever you want to talk about, however you want to talk about it, is fair game. If you want to make light of the Lord, you can make light of the Lord. If you want to tarnish the name of our Lord, you can tarnish the name of the Lord. The Bible tells us not to do that. This is sinful. Galatians 5.13 warns against using our freedom as Christians to indulge in the ways of the flesh. In no way is engaging in sin an exercise of freedom. God's name is to be set apart and made holy in our lives. And this part of the Lord's model prayer is designated for that purpose. In fact, you will notice that in our two mnemonic devices, Acts and Pray, the first thing that we are called to do in our prayers is to praise God. So we address God, then we praise God. Now, I don't want anyone to think that when you shoot up an emergency prayer, for instance, a cry from the heart that God won't hear you. Why does he want us to start off with praise? Well, we could learn a thing or two from studying the ancient culture described in the Bible. For we live in a country 
that is governed by the people. Thus, we have a long-standing history of irreverence when it comes to those we elect in public service. Indeed, our country was founded through rebellion against a king. We don't have rulers in our country, so to speak. And that's not a condemnation regarding our nation's founding. It's history. Our tradition is to not give honor to kings. This is different from ancient cultures where you honor the king. Followers of God even honored pagan rulers. They would often greet the king with a blessing. May the king live forever. Why do they do this? Well, for one, God wants his people to give proper respect to the governing authorities. Second, the king was not required to show mercy to those who would approach him in a manner that was irreverent. I think the most evident example of this comes from the book of Esther. Remember, Esther had to go to the king to plead for her people to be spared. But people were not permitted inside of the king's court unless they were invited. So Esther was apprehensive about going to the king because she could lose her life for entering into his presence in an unworthy manner. So sure, you could do an Esther with God and burst through the doors of his throne room to lift up your prayers. He will hear your prayers, but he desires us to approach him in a manner that honors his name. This requires us to put in a little bit of effort. It requires us to put in a little thought. When we enter into prayer, we are forced to think about what it is that we can praise God for. Jesus kept it simple. Hallowed be thy name. We praise God's name because he is holy. What else can we praise God for? Surely it can't be that hard. Let's think about the Lord's Prayer. Hallowed be thy name. We need to look no further than the names of God. El Shaddai, the God of the mountain, or as we like to say, God Almighty. El Roy, the God who sees me. El Kanah, the God who is jealous over me. These names remind us of things that God did in the past that are worthy of praise. How about we praise him for creating the universe? You'll never run out of praises there. We could praise him for sending his son to die on the cross for us. We could praise him for being the God who is in control. For the plan that he is seeing through to completion. Praise him that the this wicked world will one day come to an end. And that a new heaven and new earth will one day replace it all. That evil will be removed from his presence. We can praise him through reciting scripture, the praise of Revelation. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. We could sing the praise of Isaiah 6. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. The psalmist in Psalm 92 says, It is good to praise the Lord and make music to your name, O Most High, proclaiming your love in the morning and your faithfulness at night to the music of the ten-string lyre and the melody of the harp. For you make me glad by your deeds, Lord. I sing for joy at what your hands have done. How great are your works, Lord. How profound your thoughts. The truth of the matter is that we can never exhaust the praises we sing to God. 
John the Baptist said that we can only receive what has been given to us from heaven. When you look around at your home, at your town, at your country, surely you can see many reasons to praise God. We praise God because he alone is worthy of our praise. The praise given to kings and emperors long ago, and even today, is not because they are worthy. We give them honor because God commands us to show them respect, but also because they will not allow themselves to be disrespected. In this life, God is gracious. He is patient with us. In fact, Jesus said that one can even slander his own name, Jesus' own name, and be forgiven. God is so gracious that he can forgive a person who devoted his entire life to dishonoring him. But he will not forgive those who have blasphemed the Holy Spirit, who have dishonored him up to the point of even death. They reject his spirit. And what do we learn from this reality? We learn that God is merciful because he desires to be merciful. Nonetheless, he is still the king, still the judge, and we should honor him as such. We deserve condemnation, punishment, and destruction. We enter into the presence of a mighty, holy, and in the most literal sense, terrible God. And when I say that, when I, what I mean by terrible in this sense is that he is capable of striking terror into our hearts that we cannot even begin to imagine. Instead, he sent his son to die for our sins, to reconcile us unto himself. And for this God deserves praise. He is our King. Let us always remember this as we humble ourselves before Him in prayer. I'd like to thank you for joining me for today's sermon. My name is Bill Sank from Faith Presbyterian Church. You can join us on Sunday mornings at 10.30, but don't forget to like, share, and subscribe.